we're kind of seeing history repeat itself because the last time both of these groups, writers and actors, went on strike together, it was because of royalties and the whole, it, it was back, I think it was back in like 1960s or something like that. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, people? Welcome to the channel. I'm with my guy, Jay Will, and we are here to talk about all the stuff that's been going on uh, in, in the TV film industry and how it is impacting the sync licensing business and all of that crazy stuff. Jay, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? Not too bad, bro. I'm just happy to be here. Finally get another chance to chop it up with you. It's always uh, always a fun uh, opportunity experience so thanks oh, for for letting me, uh, jump on with you yeah man no doubt uh, shout out to everybody in the chat let me know where you guys are from and and what you guys do so we can see we who we have i see y'all y'all already hanging out we got zimzada in the building what's up zimzada uh sensei lj what's good kim Durr. what's up kim how you feeling it's kim how you feeling stream elements bot running is that is that a bot like i don't or is it a that's person crazy. that's in it's probably from my side okay nice what's up stream elements maybe <laughs> possible bot um tele telegolovi will there be a recording absolutely you will be able to go back and watch this as many times as you want to um so yeah uh who else we got michael connor my guy in the building what's up mike uh, Chris, the only one. Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> awesome. dude. It's crazy. Accident, accidentally, first time joining a live feed. What's good? Well, we appreciate you accidentally joining us. It's gonna be lit. Awesome. Uh, Flownificent, two awesome sync guys. We appreciate. Oh, you. we got a homie from Jam uh, Manchester. That's what's up. Nice. And, uh, I spent like six months out there. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manchester, Jamaica is amazing. Love it. Portland, Oregon in the building. Brave and Fortune Studio. We see you. Um, I do live in Bali. Not from here, though. Super dope. Shay Keys, what's up, bro? Eight in the morning out there. Yeah. Brandon Williams. In fact, my one of my cousins literally hit me up today, and they're, like, planning a trip uh, to Bali next year and invited us. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll be in Bali this time next year. We'll That'd be see. crazy. Yeah, we just got to find somebody to watch these kids. That's what we got to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you matter. Mind your self care from MA. What's good? Is that is that what you were talking about? Manchester? Mm -hmm. Is that Manchester? Dope. John Power from Louisville, Kentucky. Love it. Um, Omega Johnson sitting in Maryland with my soul still in New York City. Rap lyrics, hip hop production. Love it. Miami in the building. Mexico in the building, producer oh, my in Miami. Moms. Shout out moms. Shout out the moms. Your your mom? Yeah, my mom just. <laughs> What's up, Jay Will's mom? Like we've we've officially awesome. arrived. Anytime <laughs> someone's mom is in the stream, this is a big deal. Yeah. I love it. Shout out to moms. 
<clears throat> that's awesome we got uh let me see my mexico miami uh mary cinematic flares is in the building yo josh has have you ever heard flares music mm -mm. bro this guy's a problem huh it's a problem bro Tra I'm like, to, I'm trailer problem. stuff Oh, <laughs> you can go back so every every night um at wednesday night we do live music reviews right so he's like an mvp like a, a lifetime mvp so we play him and um this other guy november james we play their music at the end of every one mm -hmm. it's it's insane dude it's crazy um so shout out to flares in the building tim bird from new newport news virginia i see you atlanta Australia, we got people from all over the place, man. St. Louis, um, just finished up a queue right now in time for this. Let's go. That's what we do. Um, Nathaniel Jacobs from Australia, um, 20 Double X, uh, Dre Phantom. Shout out to my guy Dre, super dope. Um, DMV, yeah, a lot of people. Dave, appreciate that. Canada's in the building, love it. So, listen, awesome. man, um, <laughs> let's let's just Let's just talk about it, man. What's what's been going on uh, in the in the TV film industry? Um, if you haven't heard or whatever, there's a huge strike involving writers, screenwriters, and actors. Yeah. What's your, what's your thoughts on this, man? Well, so like from what I've researched and kind of seen myself, because I've only been I've only been in the the sync world for like maybe five to seven years so not as much but like over the last decade mm -hmm. because of inflation and because of streaming streaming is actually the biggest reason why all this is happening yeah. uh the reasoning being that like normally for us as musicians we'd get royalties anytime our music is um broadcast on these stream oh not streaming platforms but like cable tv and uh network television shows and things of that nature uh because when it gets put into syndication and stuff now you have the ability to collect royalties from that platform after netflix got into the scene no one had any rules for residuals for when your stuff gets played over and over again on the internet right. and so they never changed the rules and over 10 years like they've been working more hours from what I understand, they've been working more hours, but the cost of living has gone up. You have inflation. And so, like, I was reading one report earlier today that was saying that, like, the pay has decreased by 24% just because of inflation. And I think last year was the first time in history where streaming platforms were getting more plays or views than cable and network TV combined. So, wow. like we've finally arrived to the point to where like, oh, let's go watch TV. And the first thing you do is turn on Netflix Strange. instead of actual Facts. broadcast TV. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we, we don't even have, we don't have like cable or anything. It's just all streaming services. Um, nope. So, and we, <laughs> we barely watch those to be honest with you, but uh, <laughs> it, it's crazy. So like, history history it just it has it leaves clues and it has a weird way of kind of repeating itself and we're we're kind of seeing history repeat itself because the last time both of these groups writers and actors went on strike together it was because of royalties and the whole it, it was back i think it was back in like 1960s or something like that um and it was because of yeah um 
So now we're seeing it again because there's a new platform, just like, you know, when cable and stuff and, and, and TV, all these new TV networks are popping up and they weren't getting residuals from the movies and stuff that was airing on these these TV channels and cable channels. So now <clears throat> we're seeing it again with streaming. Um, and it, it's crazy the similarities between what they're fighting for and the issues that we see on, on the music side as well. Oh my goodness. It's, it's uncanny because it's, it's literally the same thing. Just the same thing, the, uh, the integration of new technology and how are we, how are we supposed to get paid from this now essentially yep. is what the problem is. And um, because of the billions of dollars that a lot of these networks are making or streaming yep. platforms now um, they're, they're just, they, in order to live in the area where they can actually put a dent or do damage in the industry, as far as with having work, you have to be in the hub and it's so expensive. Let me know if anybody in the chat is from LA or lives in the, the, uh, the area. Cause I yeah. mean, we feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Sure. It's, Bro. it's not a game there. And it's so not. like, because of that, it's like, Hey, we, you could pay us, but we're not going to be able to live here. So it just it come it becomes like a, a, a cyclical issue. Yeah. So hopefully the last strike, I think I read something said it lasted about 100 days or so. Yeah, which is like a good season or so. So like it's going to make Hollywood's going to look real empty come this fall if yeah. things don't uh, come to terms. Yeah, dude. And I, and I think, um, you know, a, a lot of <clears throat> some people think. Um, or, or they complain about the fact that, you know, there, there's huge stars that make all this money. It's like, but what you have to understand is that there's <laughs> there's way more actors, background actors, you know, uh, casting crew that like everybody doesn't make a ton of money just because you see their face on TV and they're, they're famous. You know what I mean? So there's like everyone else um, outside of the small group of people who are just absolutely just crushing it. Um, that, that feels this in, in a way, you know, way more, uh, you know, deeper way uh, financially. So um, it's crazy, man. Uh, just to, just to see how it unfolds. But, you know, something something has to break um, at some point. You know, anytime you you see any form of, of disruption, um, usually some type of change or revolution <laughs> or some innovation follows. Um, so, you know, I, it, it's it's tough to go through and, and see actual humans go through it and to see how some of these big corporations just feel about humans in general bro it's disgusting to be honest with you um i mean to to literally know that like you are putting families out on the streets and people can't feed their their families um this is greedy and evil in my opinion yeah um, i mean and i tried to be empathetic on both sides when researching this stuff but like yeah. just to share some numbers on how ridiculous this is. So the the Writers Guild, um, they're asking for about, I want to say, I, I'll, I'll throw a couple different numbers. So streaming royalties are, just to compare, you normally get within a year about $24,000 for, uh, for work you've done that year on just royalties mm -hmm. from a network television show. With streaming royalties, it can amount to about $400 in three years. Like fractions of what they used to get you can't make a career out of that 
And then on top of that, so they're only asking for, let's see, they asked Disney for about 75 million. That That's mm-hmm. how much they would have to end up paying. Yeah. Uh, Netflix was 68 million. NBC Universal, they only asked for 34 million. Now, obviously that's a lot of money, but just to put things in retrospect again, Mario, the Super Mario Brothers movie made $1.3 billion. So it's not even like, it's literally like half a percentage point for them to just like go ahead and make sure that they can continue writing. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy. Sony, they asked for $25 million, but again, Spider-Man that came out, what, a month and a half ago, that made $500 million. Yeah. So like, it's, and that's it's literally one, one piece of content. Like, yeah. <laughs> Cause they, they put out what, like 20 movies a year or something crazy like that. Right. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's insane. And then like, so <clears throat> I was reading this article on EW.com and they were like, they listed out like all the stuff actors basically can't do during strike. Um, <laughs> so it says when it, when it, when it comes to on camera work in film, television, and digital content, they are not allowed to act, sing, dance, perform stunts, pilot on camera aircraft, work as a puppeteer or participate in performance capture or motion capture work. It also includes uh, work as a background actor, stand in photo body, double all off camera work and support of a performance is also prohibited. So you can't do ADR looping TV and theatrical trailers and promos, voice acting, singing, narration, stunt coordination. Um, pre-production work is also a part of this dude. So no fittings, wardrobe tests, like interviews, auditions, that's like none of that, like can't do anything. And that's crazy. Cause it's like, you know, if you're an actor and you have a great voice, like you would, like, you know, I mean, there's other things you could do to kind of make money on the side, but because of the agreement and the stipulation, yeah, mm-hmm. can't, can't do it. So, Which, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Someone asked in the comments as far as with uh, if AI is a contributing factor to writing episodic TV film or TV and film. Um, that's definitely something that they even brought to the table from uh, something I was reading on uh, Vox. They were basically trying to use um, generative uh, images to basically read uh, people's faces in order to recreate them on uh, as background actors, which is yeah. crazy because they weren't going to offer any residuals from that either. None. That's ridiculous. So you could be um, famous and not literally famous as like a background person and never see a yep. dime of after your the day yep. they scan you. And 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 what they were? I think they were only going to give him like two hundred bucks. Yeah, like it was like <laughs> I was like two hundred. So I've I've done some extra work in in films and shows, and you could walk away with more than that just a couple days on set, like and just Crazy. be done, and nobody owns like your you your know, image. Yeah, image and likeness. So it's like that's that's a slap in the face, bro. Two hundred. Have you seen that that Black Mirror? tv episode where they actually like did that you know what i I don't think i made it to that episode i think i got through like i can't remember uh i can't remember because i was watching it with the wife and definitely fell asleep because i was tired but (laughs) yeah (laughs) it drew out a little bit but like it's crazy because that happened a a week or two before like the the reports came out like yeah this is literally what they were trying to do so it's just like oh that's wild it's crazy bro that's crazy but I guess the real question is, is how does this affect 
music producers and indie artists. Uh, yeah. Because we know and we're praying for everybody that's that's standing on the strike. Because, again, there's a lot of sacrifice involved in order for them to really do it. it is. But, like, uh, how does this affect music producers? If you're a producer and you want to get your music placed in TV and film, but you just don't know where to start, the Road to 10 Placements is where you start. This is the ultimate blueprint to landing your first 10 TV placements, and it's the exact blueprint I use to get started in sync without having any connections or without having any placements. This course is going to teach you how to produce, prepare, and pitch placement-ready music for TV. This course has helped producers all over the world get placements on networks such as MTV, NBC, VH1, NBA Network, Hulu. Netflix and a bunch of others. Listen, it took me seven years to get to my first TV placement, but this course has helped producers see TV placements in as little as six months, which is insane. So this course can help you go from zero placements to TV placements fast. Enrollment is now open, so go to RoadTo10Placements.com. That's Road to the number ten Placements.com. Make sure you use the discount code Podcast Twenty to take twenty percent off at RoadTo10Placements.com. Go and roll today yeah man so we've been kind <clears> of <throat> we've been asking around like just different other friends who work in this space as well um just to get perspective it's been conversation just around this topic um one of the things i've noticed um is that the tv briefs for tv shows and series new seasons those have slowed down a bit um but not completely um i recently about a couple weeks ago seen a brief for a new season for a tv show um still seeing briefs from publishers for um, production music albums um so there's things that are still moving and then i also uh i feel like sports stuff um you know because it's not it's not scripted so no one has to <laughs> has to write the rise <laughs> the of game more uh reality tv shows is going to be crazy this fall yeah, yeah I um, see that. the the other interesting thing when it comes to tv shows is that as far as what i've read and understood with the strike they can still release stuff that or even do promo if it was something that got finished before the day they actually went on strike so mm -hmm. um that's where we come in as far as we we normally are on the post-production side of things so yeah. normally when they're shooting things this is months before they even let people know like hey we have a new idea for a show out you know what i'm saying right when they drop the teaser nine times out of ten they got the first couple episodes kind of polished and ready to go and they're they're finishing up the rest yep. so um because of that it's definitely you'll you'll definitely see an uptick in sports reality tv um, what else do you think this is going to be a, a huge uh, bump? Probably in streaming royalties from like older shows. So if yeah. you've gotten if you got something in uh, older TV shows, they'll probably throw that stuff on repeat during the uh, the fall for that's sure. What I, that's what I was going to say. I think um, <clears throat> I'm going to start seeing those love and hip hop marathons <laughs> pop up uh, from New York, Miami, uh, Atlanta, all of them. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of marathons from the reality stuff. So if you've already started, if you waited, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to catch the next wave. But if you got started in sync and you took action, you know, over the past few years, you know, hopefully you got some stuff in rotation on some of those shows um, so that when those replays start going, you'll still see royalties um, and, and they'll continue to, to pay you. 
um, you know, over, you know, the next next few quarters or whatever. Um, and then um, I'm curious. I'm well, I feel like everything is going to kind of work together to boost, because if you if you have ads, ads haven't slowed down. I know you do a lot of work in the ad space. Um, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm curious to hear your insight on that. But, you know, if they're still shooting ads and things like that, they're going to need some content on the air to be able to even make sense of, of showing the ad. So I feel like, you know, there's... Yeah, it's it's, going to, it's kind of going to push them to put out that older content in order for your stuff to move. Because, yeah, yeah you, in order for you to show ads, like people don't turn on the TV to watch the Kleenex commercial. So, <laughs> right. but, um, the the in the ad space and this happened to me during the lockdown when hollywood shut down just because people thought they were going to die from covid um they i probably had more placements within like a 90 day period from ads more than i'd ever had before so like definitely something that i would advise for everybody to do um if you're getting into the sync space is look at like diversifying the different platforms where your music can be used um, so you have not just promos for, for products, uh, in the ad space, but like video games, um, technically I'm not sure if they have their own department when it comes to hiring actors and things of that nature. But regardless, if it's not a triple a game where they actually use like, uh, what is it called? Motion capture with, when they put the dots on the face and all that kind of stuff, if not nine times out of 10, most video games don't need that. Uh, mm-hmm. so like there's plenty of space um and a runway to kind of get into the video game space as well i think just to put in perspective i think grand theft auto 5 made like more than like double what some of the biggest movies that year came out with just from sales not counting the extra like when you want to buy an outfit or whatever on the game and stuff like that right so it's it's wild how how much money funnels into those things yeah Yep, I think um, definitely, definitely video games, ads, um, even apps. Like people just overlook apps, like the little, because um, you know sometimes you think video games, you're thinking Xbox, PlayStation, things like that. Mm-hmm. But like, there's these little cheesy games on in the app store. Um, they need the game market is phones. Yeah, man. Um, at the DIY, he he put me. Uh, Greg Savage put me up on that. He was just like, yo, like a lot of times music and like sound effects and stuff is like an afterthought so sometimes you can reach out to some of the smaller developers and then get in on some sound design stuff and you know take that and then just kind of backdoor your way into into placing your music in there as well so you got a portfolio now yeah exactly <clears throat> exactly okay, that's that a, that's a gym for uh people in the trailer space too is you can still technically count as a placement if you got a, a whoosh in a trailer. Yeah. So like they pay more than you would think. Yeah. Um, Firetrax asks, what's the, the average licensing structure for major games? I'm not sure. Um, the licensing structure as far as like the royalties are concerned. Yeah. I heard that. I heard that too, Luke, about no royalties on games. Um, so it seems like it yeah, may no. just be it depends on yeah it depends on the uh the structure of the deal but yeah. i would say normally you don't you don't see uh it's normally a buyout situation yeah um flair says clint be watching 10 netflix trailers and pass out before picking something to watch <laughs> yo 
if my wife seen you say that, she would agree a hundred percent. Like I don't pick, I don't pick the like. If I'm watching something with the wife, I don't pick because I in that moment I'm the most indecisive person ever. Like I'll go through and I'm like, ah, nah. She's like, would you just pick something? So she picks because yeah, we'll be sleep by the time I figure it out. Um, let me see. Let me see if we uh, got some questions in here. Um. Ah, oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I agree, man. Like diversification is huge. Um, even even outside of just your I mean, you your musical, music. your musical skills, you know what I mean? Like what other skills do you have? Like if you have most producers, we have like the gear to be able to do, you know, professional audio. So you may be able to edit, you know, other people's audio. Um do some voiceover. I know there there's a producer that that's in the community where he's a, a voiceover artist as well and kind of cool. working on his his sync stuff. So, you know, think about every skill that you have and how you can monetize it so that if anything does kind of take a dip, um, you have something else to, you know, to kind of make up um, for that until things kind of pick back up um, because it's definitely going to pick back up, bro. Like, um, I remember even <laughs> crazy, dude. Like I remember even after COVID, like once stuff opened up and and the the production companies figured out a way to like they was basically having people like camp out on on set. Um, but like once things open back up, it's gonna be go time, bro. And they just gonna be like going through music like crazy. Um, so I, I think uh, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead no, no, I was just gonna say I think I think now's a great time to really. Um, to lock in on, on your, your approach, your strategy, um, and start preparing, um, and, and building, building your catalog as well. And maybe getting your foot in the door. Um, cause a lot of people, the majority of people are going to see what's going on. They're going to freak out. They're going to be like, Oh, now's not a good time to get in the sink. That's the time to get in the sink. Cause ain't nobody blowing up people's emails. So do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Was it, was it, uh, that, that saying, uh, Entrepreneurs on a gold rush, they go for the shovels. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like when it comes. Oh, here's something else. I and I, I shared this with my uh, my students not too long ago okay. um, when the news first broke. What we should be doing right now, because music supervisors are going to end up not having as much work when they if they specialize in TV. So this is a great time to like reach out to them and just like start to establish a relationship. Because guess what? They have more. They have a little bit more time on their hands if they're not. They're not normally drowning in like six, seven projects. Now it might just only be four. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's the perfect time to kind of just like send them a, a uh, hey, how's it going? Like, hopefully everything's going well as far as with the, because they, I mean everybody is affected by this. It's a trickle down situation. So like, yeah, um, just kind of showing face and finding out ways that you can kind of. Uh, show support whether that be morally or uh there's other things like being involved with the uh guild of music supervisors and things of that nature um because again it, this this whole thing affects everybody yeah that's a fact um <laughs> shout out to kim she's talking about my plant she said the plant in the back is growing so big what you doing for it to grow i don't water it at all that's that's the key because it's a fake plant <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, I agree a hundred percent. Use this time to start establishing relationships. Um, and it's, it's crazy. So I think 
depending on how long this thing goes, I feel like it's going to determine how much of an impact we feel because there's kind of there's kind of a delay in regards to like production music because mm-hmm. there's already projects in post production, right? Um so you know, we're that's the stuff we're still working on now. It's the stuff we're still seeing briefs for. Um so depending on how long this lasts, um I think there's like a delayed effect and you know, if they come to an agreement sooner than later, then we it may we may not see as big of a dip, you know, um, you know, as, as it would be if if it was like I don't know, you know, six months down the road after we done finished up all the stuff and now we're just like, just kind of right now, we're, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sit around with the twiddling their thumbs like, uh. we finished everything, we're done. Um, so yeah, um, definitely something else to to kind of keep in mind, like he was saying. Oh, he's John said that GTA made seven billion dollars. Oh my goodness! Yeah, man, wow. everybody be trying to look cool in the in the video game and stuff. Like it's a it's a thing. Yeah, my transactions. But uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, as far as with building that catalog, if yeah. we know that there's going to be a wave of content that needs to come out soon, like this is the perfect opportunity to come up with like three, four different albums of stuff that you could go on IMDB right now and find out the stuff that's on hold right now and just like nice. I'm going to make an album just for this and yeah. when it opens up I'm already here because that's what people do for like the Christmas season right like everybody's pretty much done writing Christmas music for sync around yeah. now um, last call is normally in August so if yeah. you already have everything set up it's just if you could give anybody a layup that that would be the that would be the game plan yeah it gives you a chance to catch up um, Luke said nature documentaries are still going strong. There you Facts. go. That's dope. Um, Facts. And they use a lot of uh, ambient music, um, tension stuff. music like that. Yeah, dude. Um, you can knock a lot of that stuff out too if they're using like the minimal tension stuff. I love making that. Um, but yeah, I definitely think I definitely think we'll see a lot more. Um, Bro, like I remember COVID, bro. They were literally just making up shows and just putting <laughs> yeah. them out there. Like I had a placement on one. I was like, "What is this?" It was literally like a one-off show during COVID on MTV. It was they some lady was like in in her house and just in her living room, and they just created content from it. Um, but I don't. I I guess I don't know. I guess that may fall though. That may fall under under the, the Who knows, man. Especially with like. If the writers aren't able to kind of do their job. You've tried getting TV placements on your own. You've taken the courses. You've done the pitching. You've done the research and the studying. But for some reason, you keep hitting a brick wall and hearing no, and you don't know why. Well, one thing you need to know is that there's always a reason why. And it may be time for you to seek mentorship so you can find out exactly what's going wrong in your process. So I want to invite you to apply for my three-month producer mentorship program, where you're going to learn how to implement my 60-day music licensing plan. You're going to learn how to increase the chances of your music getting placed and you're going to receive detailed music reviews prior to submissions to minimize publisher rejection. I'm going to walk through the entire process with you to get you to your first music licensing deal within 90 days. If you want to get one of those slots, make sure you go to producermentorship.com to apply. And if you're a good fit, I'll be sure to reach out to you when another slot opens up. To apply, go to producermentorship.com. That's producermentorship.com. Last time, producermentorship.com. Now let's get back to the show i would assume 
that studios are going to try to replace them with what everyone's talking about in the chat with like AI stuff. And like, obviously, because I'm not paranoid, but I just don't want to become old and not know how to use the technology that everybody else is using. I've been really trying to like get into using the new tools that are that are out there. And um, there's I mean, there's still a, a lot of gap between what is being used or written by a professional versus a, a super fancy autocorrect. So we might see a dip in, a dip in quality if nothing happens with the strike. Um, yeah. But you also have the the opportunity as well. Like, um, like Clint said, as far as with learning another skill, whether that be learning a new genre to write, um, incorporating more of these, these, uh, these tools to make your, your production faster and more yeah. expensive. Like those are definitely the things that I would, I would definitely, uh, jump into yeah agreed fire track says Tubi type shows filmed with, with cell phone. <laughs> we're gonna start going for the Tubi pl- placements now uh, but yeah dude so i'm curious like how how have you been using ai in in regards to uh producing music because i guess first i'm trying to i'm trying to find um because i emailed one site because i i want to find a site first off that will allow you to use the tool, but also retain a hundred percent ownership. Cause we need that. Right. Um, right. to be able to generate things to where, you know, maybe it's just a eight bar idea just to generate the idea to, to increase output faster. Right. So now boom, you got the idea. Usually that takes the most time. Like, coming up with the idea but now if you can generate a bundle of ideas now you just go through do what you need to do add your sauce and you know you've kind of 10x your your workflow but how have you been using or how do you kind of hope to use it um as it improves that's kind of what i've been doing lately is have you seen um they, they showed it at nam um uh splice has their their um ai to pick samples that are similar to each other and stuff have you seen that i i don't i don't think so no Bro, like with the click of a button you can have an idea with four loops drums bass chords and a melody and you can just siphon through them and find ones you like you can take the drums out if you want yes i think it's called stacks okay and um if you have ableton i think you can literally just transport them right into the dog you could just go um i've been using it to yeah just for inspiration because i can't use the loops anyway so if I could just get a groove and I can come up with my own melodies and stuff, like it works. So yeah. like doing things like that, I think help tremendously. You can also ask Chat GPT to come up with like synth patches for Serum, which is crazy. Really? Just ask it my stuff. Hey, I need something that sounds like I don't know a Chainsmokers song or whatever, and it'll it'll if it's if it was published before 2021, it'll give you the instructions on how to make the patch. It's pretty crazy. Wow, that's dope. I also use it for sound design too. So um the series that I started with um um like making blockbuster sounds like the, the dinosaur and the transform for the transformer sound, um I just asked the chat GPT or whatever, like what sounds would I need to culminate to this kind of texture or whatever? And it gives me like a big list. Um so that's really cool. I wouldn't use it for writing lyrics yet. Um, yeah. 
is pretty bad. <laughs> it gets weird. But um, word association, if you're if you're trying to get into that wordplay, is a is a good uh, way to kind of get that done. So it's kind of like the, it's kind of like those AI generated pictures where like if you look closely, bro, <laughs> th- th- thumbs be looking like mad distorted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, uh, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of those lately. I'm like, or like, there was one picture, <clears throat> and the guy, the guy had like some fancy cars behind him, but literally, bro, it was supposed to be two cars, but like, the cars were connected was, to each other. It was crazy. I'm like, yeah, they got some work to do. <laughs> that's that's why I'm not worried yet. Like, people be like, are you like, are you worried it's gonna take over? It's like, bro, like, it, it needs some work, and it needs us, but. Here's one thing I noticed, bro, and I don't know if you noticed this as well, but so there's some stock music sites out there. Pond5 is one that I have some music in. So what these sites have been doing is they've been paying, you know, creators on the roster a random fee. This randomly happened one day. They paid a random fee and pretty much included your music to be used in a data set for AI. And it reminded me of kind of what's going on with um, with the whole strike thing with like giving people 200 bucks and then using their stuff in perpetuity. Because it's like so it's kind of the same thing. Like, here's here's a set of music. You use it to teach your thing and then we don't need you anymore. Here's your 80 bucks. So Mm -hmm. have you have you seen that? Um, And I just thought I thought it was interesting. And yeah. Yeah. I I think that the problem that they're going to run into is that it's not, you can't copyright it because a human didn't make it. So if you're, if you're using a a finite data set, you can only, you can only make so many tracks before it's going to sound like something that someone else already made. And you can't win the, the dispute because technically a human didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So copyright, I think is going to slow down the whole, AI takeover, if you will, just because like, yep. how are you, who who owns this? That's yep. something that they haven't really figured out yet. Yeah, I seen uh, I seen some sites where their their business model was here's the AI software to create you know quote unquote royalty free music or whatever, um, but at each subscription tier, you know, say the lowest one, they're like, hey, you can use it to create the music and put it in your your videos or whatever your content but this company is the owner of what you created um yeah and then you got to get the premium joint if you want to kind of retain the rights for that so that was interesting you're gonna either gonna get down to lay down that's crazy bro but like ownership that's that's the biggest thing that's the biggest thing so um that's that's I think the best way to to kind of abide by it is to use it as a tool and get yeah. that inspiration going and uh, continue to make stuff human made. I I can't wait for the day that like you know how <laughs> the, you you go to the grocery store and it's got like raised uh, by like um, uh, grass fed chickens and all this kind of stuff. Like yeah, <laughs> soon enough we're gonna have tags on our music like made by a human <laughs> by a human <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man, it's, not, it's nothing like it. It's it, it's gonna go. It's gonna. They're gonna call it organic music now. It's just gonna be like organic. Yep, it's gonna I be a, a whole brand. 
crazy. Shout out to uh, Excalibur Zero in the building. Oh, he's in the building. What up, bro? Indeed. Yo, uh, he mentioned something too. Um, I think it was from. He said it was an, an editor or something. Um, at talk, I guess they had started seeing a slowdown on on some reality show stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong, Excalibur. But I thought that was interesting too. I get. I guess it just it really depends on like the show, the network, or yeah, what, um, what kind of deal they have set up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I yeah. I wonder. Hmm. Oh, here's another thing uh, that I think might happen due to AI is that if you can, and this is just I'm I'm thinking like maybe a couple years in the future if everything continues to advance at the rate it is. But like, what's to stop music producers or just creatives from becoming their own reps if they have a trained AI to sound like them anyway? That's true. What do you think? Like, I mean, you still have to do the human contact and stuff, and humans are the best at curation, so if you don't like what it's doing, you can always just change it. But... I mean, if you can make music at scale, like why wouldn't you? You know what I'm saying? Especially because, yeah. like, you ever you ever get one of those briefs from like a creative team, and they always have the briefs. They're like, make this sound like more uh, yellow with a hint of like uh, John Wick or something. It's like, what is this? This does not translate. To music. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, like, I think that we we might have the advantage as far as with like curation still. Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. Cause uh, I mean, I think again, there's, there's, you're always going to need kind of that, that human element either on the cura- creation side or the curation side um, to get the best possible work. Cause at the end of the day, you're creating this stuff for other humans to consume. So, and we can tell when like something's off, like that's, it hasn't, you know, it's just not it. Um, so I th- yeah I think that's interesting especially if if it's just like literally building of like a, a virtual team of composers just and then you just yeah. represent the catalog of music <clears throat> and then go sit on the beach and collect royalty checks and because <laughs> I mean you see you see it in the music industry all the time with like bigger name producers and they have like their, uh, their guys producers. in the dungeon kind of just like typing away making all their stuff. Yep. So I mean, it's, it's, it could totally be done. It's probably more fair that way too, instead of like them not getting the recognition they probably deserve um, because they put under somebody else's name. So that's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, for sure. We'll see. Um, I uh, definitely trying to keep my ear to the ground about that stuff because uh, yeah. <laughs> this stuff changes so quickly, man. Just think, what was it? The uh, this this whole wave of AI happened less than a year ago. I would say, like, yeah. what was I think March is when like everything kind of exploded. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just crazy how this stuff develops. Yes, yeah, it's, it's moving fast. We got a question from Ron Jones. Do you need to have the full rights of a beat when purchased from a producer for for a music supervisor to use it, or could I just get an unlimited beat license and they'll be okay with it? Ooh, that's a good question. It is. Um, normally, what I always suggest is, first of all, when you're when, as an artist, I always recommend that you find a producer that is kind of also looking to head towards sync because now you don't have to pay for anything. Because normally in the in the sync licensing world, 
when you have an artist duo with a producer team up, like they don't, they they just split the royalties 50, 50. And um, that way there's no weird incentive as far as with, okay, I don't like how this is sounding. Now you're obligated to change it. Cause I paid you and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it just becomes very weird. Yep. Um, so I always recommend for guys to uh, find producers that are working in this stuff already. And you don't have to worry about paying, but in regards to your case, I would probably try to find either contact the producer and have them make you something like it, because if it's already out there on the internet, someone else might've bought it and published it for with their own lyrics on it already. And you'll end up in the same content ID issue. So like, don't want that. That's what I would suggest. Yeah. agree a hundred percent. Um, yeah, Excalibur said the editor connect at Netflix said they're halting production for a few reality shows. Damn. Um, so yeah, that means that some of them are scripted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just Low gave key. it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Joe Tim says, "How complicated would it be to build your own sync agency while everything is quiet now? So, like, when work does come back for TV, there can be some new players in the game. Or am I dreaming too big? Never." Are you dreaming too big? Yeah. I think that's a really cool idea. It is. Loki Scalibur is doing it right now. Literally, <laughs> he's he's documenting the whole process on his, on his Instagram. Loki, I'm gonna have to interview him on that, man, because like I think that's a really cool idea. Yep. Um, just because if you if you've ever watched any uh, sync conferences before, uh, a lot of the uh, music supervisors that are doing it, they started a lot of them have a music background. So it makes it so much easier when they read the briefs and they can give us the instructions we need so that we can fulfill their their um the their asks. So like I think it's a really, really cool idea if you have downtime like that. Again, it's, it's just another skill. Yep. Facts. And then like so, like Jay mentioned earlier, um the fact that supervisors are slowing down or you know, they, they don't have as much on their plate right now. It could be the best time. Again, going against the grain, like while everybody's freaking out saying, uh, you know, work is kind of drying up, you're out there building the relationships. And then when everything picks back up, guess who's getting all the work? We already here. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yep. So I think, yeah, man, now now's a, a good time to, to kind of stay in front um, and stay in touch with your publishers, your agents um, and things like that so that, you know, you'll be top of mind when when everything else comes back. If you're a producer and you've been pitching your music for TV and film and the music libraries and supervisors just keep telling you no, but you know your production is fire, it's probably because your structure is off. The structure is everything and it gives the editors everything they need to be able to place your music and give them the flexibility to place it where they want to place it and how they want to place it. So I've created the How to Structure Instrumentals for TV and Film video course where you're going to learn how to structure music for higher TV placement potential, how to produce music with effective stand slash button endings and how to produce engaging music that builds and keeps the listener interested. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just use a structure that already works. I'll show you how to do it. Go to clintproductions.com slash courses. That's clintproductions.com slash courses. Get the how to structure instrumentals for TV and film and use the discount code podcast 20 so you can take 20% off that joint. Again, it's clintproductions.com slash courses. Grab that course and let it help you today. 
Um, John Power says, curious what conversations entertainment attorneys are having around AI if they're thinking about pioneering new regulations, copyright laws, or are they waiting to see how they, they need to? They have to. Oh, they are. Um, they are ready because that, that's the biggest <laughs> issue. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, because I, I think that's, I think everything, like a lot of the, it, it like goes back to like the law and like, uh, how dated it is. It's just like, yo, y'all need to update this stuff because it doesn't apply to a lot of things that are, are happening right now in 2023. Mm-hmm. Even the sheer language that's sometimes used in those documents, you can tell it was like written 40 years ago. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely, I think, I think that kind of like language has sped up tremendously in the last like five years too, just because of how short attention span we are so we have to move yeah. to the next thing so quickly yeah um that, yeah it's i feel like everything needs a, a huge update yeah man for sure um isaiah hill says in your opinion sync agencies or music libraries and is it easier to make a living off of one versus the other that's a great question <clears throat> so i think um so i think you pro you probably work with more agencies and then i work with a lot of i work with a lot of libraries a couple agencies um i think I, it's possible to make a living either way um i think with the agencies you're going to see a lot more of the custom work and usually custom work equals more money so you may not have to do as much work um, to make a living if you have some really solid agents who have their hands in some, you know, some some dope projects. Um, library stuff, you can get some custom stuff as well. Um, I just feel like <clears throat> comparing the libraries that I work with with agents that I work with, um, I feel like I see a lot more like upfront money opportunities with the agents versus library stuff. Um, and then of course the, the bigger publishers where, you know, we're putting together production music albums, you know, we see, you know, money up front for that stuff, um, as well. But I think it, you know, it really just depends on, on the, on your output. Um, and sure. you know, cause I mean, if you're, I mean, you could be with, you could be with some agents and only send three tracks a year and it's not going to happen for you. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you know what I mean? So what's, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, um my my recommendation is just do both like there's no reason why you can't um it'll force you to make more music which is always a good thing because the more you make the better normally you'll get yeah. um and also when it comes to to that if you're showing a work ethic where you're sending them more music you're going to end up getting more custom asks just because they know you're good for it yeah um but i will say I was talking to a supervisor. I've actually interviewed a couple of supervisors and they've said that normally agents, they'll go to agents first because either they have more of a personal relationship with them and they know that they can get something to them within a deadline mm -hmm. versus, I mean, what would you rather do? Would you rather go to like, when you go to a Versace store, you're going to have someone greet you at the door and they're going to kind of help and show you the new catalog that they have versus going into a Walmart, someone saying, Hey, and then like you have all these things you have to look through like you can't you don't know where to find the barbecue pits for instance you know yeah. what i'm saying if you're yeah. on a deadline like i need something right now i'm probably gonna hit up the homie first um yeah. so like normally like clint said i think the frequency of things that may come up 
uh, for for decent bread normally come around the agents. But depending on how much music you got in the library, if you own a whole entire aisle of a supermarket store, like you're probably going to end up with a lot more getting placed anyway. So yeah, it's exactly. Boring. Yeah. Um, Dave says if um, I get if you have existing existing relationships, you want to stay in touch with those people so that they know you're still there. But what if you're brand new? Should we still be making that initial contact? Oh, um, that's the best time. Yeah, I, absolutely. Like I, <clears throat> students, um, I had students that literally just finished up um, in the, the TV placement mastery program and they all came out of the program with licensing deals like literally a couple <laughs> couple weeks ago so and the strike has been going on for like the majority of you know those 12 weeks we were working together so absolutely absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> the the other uh amazing thing about that is that if you can with with and this this is how I kind of got into making more personal relationships too is that like you go in saying hey I'm new at this I'd love to get your expertise can I buy you a burrito like that goes so far it, it makes no sense yeah. um for for thirty minutes of your time like hey I'm trying to understand this without pitching anything like yeah. don't share your music or anything like that just try to gain more information kind of like what we're doing here and uh, people they'll 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 give you thirty minutes. And, get, and guess what will happen at the end of the conversation? They will ask you if they can hear some of your music usually <laughs> without you even asking. Yep. Um, Eli Carter has a good question. It says, do you guys think producers making instrumental albums will find their pocket in sync or should we strive to get lyrics on the beats? Just depends on what um, the company is looking for, I guess. Um, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I technically would refer to myself as an instrumental uh, composer slash producer. I, I want to say like 92% of the stuff I make never gets vocals on it. So, I mean, it's totally, it's totally possible, especially yeah. if you work in ads because nine times out of 10, they need vocals moved out the way so they can do their voiceover. So like it yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. There's absolutely opportunities um, for instrumentals. And then I'm also seeing, a lot of opportunities, a lot more for vocal stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So it's really about, you know, I'm, again, the combination of both. You do a full song, you can't go wrong because you're going to have an instrumental just from the full song right. anyway. Um, but if you're doing something more specialized, such as trailers, then, you know, I mean, you kind of you can't go wrong either way. Mm hmm. And then, you know, for especially for TV show stuff, like people are talking, so they don't want um, they're only using like those full songs during like scene transitions and stuff like that. Or like those little montages and stuff like that. So features. Yeah. yeah montage stuff. Yep. Excuse me. Yep. Um, Clifford Bob says, so it is it a is it annoying, disrespectful Nats just flying around it's crazy yeah, plant. season <laughs> the fake plant is attracting gnats um it said is it a number is it a numbers thing is sync in quantity over quality or could i do like four to five one minute tracks every other month and find myself landing deals you know i think over the the past few years the whole quantity over quality thing has kind of been crushed. Like they're wanting quality as well now. Like you just can't, 
you can't get away with what they used to be able to get away with like 10 years ago. Man, uh, everybody has access to the same tools now. Yeah, exactly. Like if you go li- if you go watch like some of the some of the older reality shows, you'll hear a lot of garage band loops, Apple loops and stuff like that on that stuff. Now, I mean, they'll they'll tell you right away like, yo, like, you know, we've already heard we can do this. The editors can put together some loops and create 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think now, like the quality has definitely leveled up. Um, but, you know, I think it's about finding that balance of, you know, getting getting as much as you can without sacrificing the quality in the music and still putting together like some stuff that sounds good so yeah so i guess the answer would be both uh you want to make many good tracks instead of many bad ones i guess (laughs) right yeah (laughs) Um, better terms but like i think that i mean who would want to just make bad music that's not ever normally the the goal so um don't you want to you'll get speed by making good stuff and recognizing, OK, if I do this again, I'm going to get the same outcome. Yep. So like you go slow. That's how you end up getting faster. Facts. Yep. Kim Durr, did you hear what Charleston White said about registering his voice to get paid whenever he speaks online? It's an amazing really? idea. That's crazy. No, I haven't. I'm going to have to check it out. Charleston White. Um. That makes sense though, like, cause is it, is his voice? I don't I don't think it's considered intellectual property, but that's likeness, right? His it's likeness voice? because yeah. like I know. I mean, for instance, I have three younger brothers, and we all sound the same, just because like wow. <laughs> we all were around each other. So like it'd be hard to it'd be hard to do with a likeness standpoint because now with technology, you can mimic anybody. Yeah, but. Uh, that's interesting. And how would you what, like go on like TuneSat and just have it scour the for your voice? For your voice. But what? Ha- but okay. So, but then that shifts everything from like, what if you're an impersonator, like a comedian who like oh, does yeah. people voices? Like, does royalties Do have to be paid out for that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you need a clearance? You need a licensing agreement now to just no. to impersonate somebody? That's crazy. I don't know, man, but data, <laughs> data in people's likeness is going to be very valuable in the next two years. Yep, I agree. As soon as I saw all that stuff about mimicking voices, like with the the whole Jay Z and the the Drake remake or whatever that happened earlier this summer or yep. like the spring, um, like I immediately went to like this is so incriminating. Like <laughs> this is going to be a serious problem. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, that that's where my brain went. It's just like, yo, especially if it's some stuff out there that just like, yo, this does not represent me in, in the best the way. Stamps. Exactly, man. So it's like, yeah, that I think that is going to be huge um, for sure. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how how it all pans out. <clears throat> LW says I, I'd pay Charleston White not to talk. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, Paul says, how many tracks do you guys make every week or month in order to generate revenue doing this? I get that. Yeah, I get that question a lot. And honestly, it's different every week and every month, man, because life gets away. Yep. I think starting out and and I think it depends on where you are in your career, too. Like starting out, 
I was like the minimum was like five a week. Like I would get I would get briefs pretty consistently, and every brief I would try and submit like three to five um, a week just to like just keep something going and just to you know just to because I didn't have like I didn't have, I probably had like a couple placements. I was trying to get more um, so that yeah man so the the output was crazy but you know now <clears throat> you know it depends on, on the briefs catalog is working for you so you know you don't have to grind as hard but you know i think i think it just really depends and then doing multiple things within within our businesses um you know sometimes you're putting on different hats um during different parts of the week um versus before you know you could focus more on just one area um so yeah <clears throat> so it yeah, depends i think it, for me it was very similar as well like i was making four tracks four to five tracks a week when i first got into it mm. and now it's like instead of four or five okay tracks now it's become like one or two custom or like yep. really high production quality um yep. just because like you were saying, the catalog's working for me. I have like over 1,500 to 2,000 songs that are just out there being pitched all the time. Yep. Um, and then now that I have um, not residuals, but it's just a, a constant stream coming from from that stuff. Now I can kind of slow down and make better stuff or um, work on artist duo projects and things of that nature that I'm really like passionate about. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Good question. Um latte lawyer posted it and it's interesting yeah shout out to the latte lawyer um <clears throat> revision says would you guys say having a website is a big advantage when pitching i feel it's already tough getting libraries to even listen let alone look at a website bro i don't <laughs> i don't even you i don't even have music on my website because i'm using i use disco um yep. so if i'm sharing a playlist it's all coming from disco and it's built like the, the their new um, platform. Was it called uh, Pages? Is built like an EPK for your music anyway. Yeah. And if you send them a disco link, they're more likely going to click that than a website anyway because that's what they use to organize their catalog. Yep. So yeah. I'm getting low key. That's that's the game right there. Yeah. And uh, we'll take just a couple more. Tim Tim Burr says, "Have you have any of you tried Real Crafter to pitch your music to supervisors?" I've heard of it. I've never tried it, though. I've heard some music supervisors uh, become flattered from actually getting a reel instead really? of a disco. But it depends on um, what they're if if they're in rather the the uh, TV field versus like the ad field, because if it's an if, if it's for ads, like nine times out of ten, they don't really it doesn't matter as long as yeah. it sounds high quality. Right. But um, you yeah, that's a good point that. Um, you normally are reaching out to visual people. So if they can see what you're capable of, it normally translates a lot better than just, okay, I can hear where this could go. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Sarah Jane says, how do you guys feel about offers from a library that wants your song in perpetuity? <laughs> I had to do it. Cause like in perpetuity, man, Listen, I, I say in perpetuity, and people's faces are like, "Oh, that's forever." Oh, hold up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful with those. Yeah, man. So, 
I I so I have I have some deals that are in perpetuity. I don't <clears throat> obviously my entire like you definitely want to be careful because you want to make sure like you're not in an exclusive deal where everything you create is going through this company that wants everything in perpetuity. Then you're pretty much screwed at that point. Um, but if I'm able to still create new masters with other companies and do different deals outside of that publishing deal, um, then I I'm OK with it, especially if the company is getting placements for me, because if it's in perpetuity and they're getting placements, then that means I'm getting royalties in perpetuity as well, or, you know, mm -hmm. sync, um, sync fees in perpetuity. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, it's up to you what you want to give them. You know, if I'm doing, again, if I'm doing instrumental cues and production music albums, I don't mind it. Cause it's like, I can go make another orchestral hip hop, Q, like it's easy you know what i mean so i don't mind it as much um especially if if it's if it's working um so that's that's my my thoughts on it <clears throat> yeah it's, it's not absolutely necessary as far as with the uh the fact that like you have the capability to make more um and if if normally if they're asking for it in perpetuity it's because they normally are making a they have a lot of people asking for stuff and mm -hmm. it's too hard for them to keep track of what's in their library versus what's out and then um the hassle of pulling it out and yeah so um normally with those deals that you normally will have a better percentage as well if i'm not mistaken when it comes to like instead of 50 50 maybe it's a 60 40 deal or something like that yeah. um so like <laughs> there's, there's ways to negotiate with that kind of stuff but perpetuity you just don't want to have all your eggs in that basket exactly yeah um so yeah man so <clears throat> listen man i don't i don't know if the people know or not but we've we've been working we've been working on something oh um, yeah and i'm excited about it uh i know i know you're excited about it and it's something that that we're both passionate about and i think it's i don't know man i i, I think it's time um i don't know to just take it to a next level so I don't know. You yeah. you can you tell the tell the people. A, a yeah. So bit. let me ask everybody in the chat real quick. Like, how many people have gone to like different sync conferences across the across the country, or even there's there's a couple different ones that are international as well. Like, yeah. how many Dropping people have gone to those kinds of things? Um, normally, you'll have talks like this um, where there's a Q and A. You have uh, more uh, qualified people that are directly in the industry. Like for instance, I think one year during the pandemic, SyncCon had um, Malone, Jim Malone mm -hmm. from Euphoria. Uh, yep. And that was really, really cool to kind of like pick her brain as far as that kind of stuff. And um, we figured, you said, yeah, the name, <laughs> that's actually where the idea kind of came from as far as what, so when uh, myself, um, who else was there, Diraj, Defingas, Clint, Every, everybody, um, <laughs> everybody that does anything with sync and shares it on social media um, has been uh, we got kind of got together and did a really cool panel for about an hour. And we we're like, yo, why don't we just do this ourselves? Like we could probably do a lot of damage as far as with including, especially on the minority side of things um, with getting more people involved in sync licensing, because, again, there's so much bread to be made out there and. Um, it's just something passionate for me because 
personally, I grew up uh, as an orchestral, orchestrally trained musician. I was the only chocolate chip in the cookie, so to speak. <laughs> like, it was really cool to see like more people that looked like me in this area of the industry um, in that moment at NAM. So, what we've done is we are uh, currently, actually, it's it's almost pretty much finished. It, we've made our own sync conference. And it's going to be focused on the minority side of uh, the music creation uh, sector of things. We're going to talk about some of the stuff we talked about today, um, but with even more qualified people uh, to talk about like AI, um, um, how the diversity of inclusion is continuing to happen nowadays, not just with um, with um, minorities in the sense of ethnic backgrounds, but even genders. So that's going to be really cool. Yep. Um, and it's called, let me see if I can find it real quick. There it is. It's called shades of sync. And we, I was super excited to get the, the acronym going. So shades of sync shades, showcasing heritage, advocating diversity and elevating sync licensing. That's what we're trying to do with this It's going to happen November 4th. Um, we would love to have you guys come through and vibe with us. It's going to be digital at this moment in time, but if we have enough sponsorship, we're looking forward to maybe doing it in Atlanta. So let me know if that would be something you guys be interested in. Latinos are definitely considered minority, my friend. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. There, there's been there's been a huge gap in representation, and you know the higher up you you kind of go in into getting into this and, and establishing your establishing yourself. Um, you start to notice, um, you know, there's a, a lot less women. Um, there's a lot less diversity, um, BIPOC creators in this space. And um, I, I was even talking to uh, a, a super, super dope human being um, <clears throat> about it, uh, Steph Fink, because she's passionate about it as yeah. well. And, you know, one of the things that she kind of pointed out to me when we were having a conversation was just the fact that it's not necessarily intentional all the time like they're not trying to necessarily keep you keep keep us out but it's just like when it comes down to short deadlines and it comes down to giving the gig to someone they're going to give it to the person who has the experience and it's hard for us to get the experience if there's not more of us experience to be able to teach the the up and coming ones so that they can get the experience too or in the form of mentorship or education whatever it is but that's where the gap is coming so we we wanted to create something where um we can all come together we can educate one another we can we can sharpen each other um and, and really grow and and continue to you know grow within this space and just have um you know more representation so i'm excited about it man it's it's going to be really really cool. We got uh, a couple different guest speakers that are going to be coming through. Uh, we're going to definitely have one of the reps at Disco come through and talk about how to use their new platform that's coming out soon. Um, we there's we're going to have video game specialists. Uh, uh, we have uh, lawyer uh, entertainment lawyers to kind of uh, help us with understanding exactly how we can make sure that we're manipulating and using our uh, copyright to the full extent and our uh, and our advantage. So uh, there's going to be a lot of really, really cool. By the end of the weekend, you're going to know everything that you need to know. Yeah, facts. Um, so, yeah, man, it's going to be dope. So 
we're doing something special for y'all because y'all y'all been kicking it with us for like the past hour. There is a link in the description where you can get access to the early bird pricing, and it's it's only for a limited time, um, and then it's gonna go up. So if you want to get in, get that early bird pricing, definitely do that. Um, me and Jay, we were actually talking about you know possibly even you know giving you guys something a little extra um, just for for getting in early. So. Um, super excited and and man it's it's gonna be crazy because you know we've been collectively we've been to a, a lot of different conferences and things like that we just like yo like it's great information don't get me wrong but some of these joints we need a little bit of sauce and the sauce not even just that just some updates some like, updates just some, not, some and i mean yeah <laughs> it's, it's just it's crazy because like normally i see people on the panel and i mean Granted, I'm not young, but I'm not old either. And like right. some of the stuff, y'all missing so much stuff that's happened in like the last six months. That Recent kind stuff. Of, yeah, that doesn't make what you're saying irrelevant, but it kind of changes the perspective a bit. And so yeah. I don't want that to ever happen ever again, just because now <laughs> you have to kind of figure out, okay, is this information need to be updated? Do I need to go for another source and try to find the answer I'm looking for? Like we're trying to stop that. So yep. Um, yep. super excited about it. Um, we're going to try to have as many different speakers as possible. And we were even thinking about like <laughs> having like a show for like some of the, the sync artists that are out there that are really doing it. I think yeah. it'd be kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, come through. Uh, we're actually also going to open up a channel on the Instagrams of the world to, uh, um, do some, some grassroots stuff as well. So if there's anyone that you would specifically like to see on the panel, um we're we're way open to suggestions and um and would love to uh kind of build this thing together because it's for yep. us you know yep. what i'm saying so like, the more we can kind of build it and tweak it so that we can get the most out of it the next time we do it hopefully um we'll have it even more catered towards exactly what we're looking for yeah so yeah definitely look out for that that ig channel to come out um because we want we want you guys' feedback we want your input um and we want to we want to build it together uh, i think it, i think it's going to make it fun um and it's going to make it mean more to you like when you you know it's just it just makes it better um and I, I think that's something that's missed a lot too um it's just the input from the people who are actually showing up it's just like what do you need right now like what are some of the challenges that you have what would you like to see uh, what kind of experience would you like to have so um that's that's what we want to do for you all and we, we think it's going to be a huge help um and and kind of launching you into you know your own sync career like this is something that you know has changed both of our lives um and has added had a you know humongous impact on our careers as producers composers um so you know to be able to share that with other people um i mean you know that's 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 what we do that's why y'all see our faces all the time on social media because we're just passing cool yeah man just sharing this info so Yep. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Um, oh, go ahead. My bad. No, I was just, I was just saying, if, if there's any way that I can help someone else bring food onto the table with something they're they're already amazing at, then why yeah. not? So yeah. like, definitely hit yourself. Oh, we got uh, a <laughs> what does that say? Uh, Dive Vineson is asking about sponsors. Yes, we are we in are. the process for sponsors. So uh, hit us up for Indeed. sure. Um. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be dope. Um, LW says you don't look a, a day over 30, by the way. So. <laughs> That's a good if you thing. Only knew. 
It's the lighting. That's what it is. I'm working on my lighting here. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So, the link to that is in the description of the live. Once we finish the live, the video will still be up. So, you'll be able to rewatch it and you'll be able to access um, uh, the link in the description as well. And then I'll type it, I'll drop it in the chat uh, just so you guys can have it. Uh, let me see. Hey, asked if it's in person only. It's actually going to be digital. And then we're going to eventually bring it to a hybrid situation if uh, if all goes well. So yeah, keep it Indeed. tuned for that. Yeah, would you would you guys like to hang out with us in person for like a whole I don't know day, two days maybe I don't know. I think that I think it would be dope to to meet a lot of y'all in person. I mean, we met some of y'all at, at Nam, which was super dope. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I mean, the, the, to get feedback like straight from like in real time would be kind of fun too. Just cause like, I don't think I've ever done it in real time, like face to face before. So I think that'll be kind of interesting to do as well. Cause you know, everybody's music sounds different when you know, someone else is critiquing it. You know That's what I mean? True. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That'll be fun. Absolutely, man. So that's it, man. This was this was a dope conversation. Hopefully, you know, you guys got a lot of value out of it and, and insight on everything that's going on. And hopefully it, it encouraged you to it, like still keep pushing and, and shooting for sync and getting your music placed and getting your licensing deals because there's still opportunities out here. Like we're still getting briefs. Like I literally got a brief like two days ago and I'm probably about to work on it as soon as we finish this call. So there's, yeah, we're still working. We, uh, yeah, we haven't, we haven't gotten put out our homes yet. So, um, you know, now's the time to, to go for it. Um, LW says party at Clint's house when it's in Atlanta. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, I don't know. We, it may be a party at my, I don't know, but, uh hopefully man you know you guys come through it i think it i think it's gonna be dope um any last words jay um no other than appreciate you guys coming to vibe with us hopefully like he said you got some value out of what we've been kind of researching ourselves into the the whole strike situation uh continue to grind because i mean this is when when there's things that are out of balance like this there's definitely opportunity to kind of gain some footing so um Definitely, if you have questions, by all means, uh, make sure you comment on our content because we read all the comments. Indeed. Well, that's it. We'll catch you guys on the next one. We out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.